and welcome to the mashup, your number one source for sports gaming and everything in between. I am your host, Jake Patterson, and I know it's been a while, but we are finally back. Whoop! It was a long week of me on vacation, getting my butt kicked by allergies because of said vacation, and that combined with the first do- me getting the first dose of the COVID vaccine. I have been really tired to start this week. But now I'm good, we're back, and before we get into everything, a little bit of housekeeping stuff we gotta get out of the way. The schedule, schedule. the schedule for the show is officially changing starting next week, and we'll continue that way through at least the end of the NFL regular season. Correct. Uh, My Monday nights are going to be packed. Yes. Um, I am working now 11 to 5, Monday through Friday. And I will be having a, uh, I will be playing an Ultimate Frisbee League this summer that happens on Monday nights at 6. So, I'm not coming home at all on Mondays until, like, I'm going to leave my house at, like, 10.30. I'll be home to like, 8.30, 9 o'clock. So, yeah, not going to have much time to record because there's no way we're recording that late ever. And also, I'm not going to want to record after playing two hours of Ultimate Frisbee. After I've played Ultimate Frisbee... After, you know, you know, immediately (laughs) after working a full shift. Yes. Yeah, no, that sounds awful. So, yeah. (laughs) Switching the schedule up. um, Episodes will be coming out Wednesday and Friday through at least the very end of the NFL regular season, possibly longer. We don't know yet, but that's that's the way it's kind of going to go for at minimum, summer through uh, most of the winter. And speaking of new schedules. Yes. The NFL is back, baby. Not officially, but they uh, they like to uh, get their name out there at least once every month of the year. Obviously. And they like to spread their news out and they make they make the release of the schedule a big deal, even though... The schedule leaks hours before the show. And no one actually watches it. And everyone sees it on Twitter hours before it airs on TV. And has their reactions to it then. But uh, we have our reactions to it now. And obviously, the number one highlight is week four. Brady returns to Foxborough with a chance to become... One of the only quarterbacks in NFL history to beat all 32 teams. And shocker, that is the Sunday night game. Really? I never would have guessed. (laughs) And we do have London games this year, and thank God the Ravens aren't part of it. Falcons and Jaguars, I know, are both hosting. Correct? Yes, I, I believe that is the case, yeah. Because um, now, it's always it's always the Jags who play in London because uh, yeah Khan it's uh, move. it's it's Jets Falcons and um, Dolphins Jags are the two are the two London games this year. Great. I feel bad for the Dolphins. Because the Dolphins are the only good team in that group of four. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, I can, the Fal- the Falcons are an X factor. Yeah, the Falcons. Because- the Falcons are so ridiculously inconsistent; and it's not even funny. And I believe that will continue next season. Oh, absolutely. But why is it only? Why is? I mean, I know why because they don't want to. They don't want to torture the fan bases of good teams to make them get up super freaking early for the London games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because. Um. Uh, as someone who does occasionally dabble in Premier League soccer, those time differences are not very fun. They suck. That five, like that five-hour time difference, it could be worse because I have watched stuff that has originated from Japan, Korea, and China before, and that anywhere from twelve to fourteen-hour time difference is awful. But five is still not great. Because it's There's usually still week. it's usually still a right. very early morning kickoff. There's another week that uh, my friends and I here are intrigued and interested by. Week five, Monday, October eleventh. Indianapolis plays at Baltimore Ravens. Yes, and you know what? We might go. We we could very well be in the building for that one. We as soon as we saw it, we both just kind of texted each other like, "Hmm." So, <laughs> are we gonna do this? <laughs> I might. I by that point, I hope to be in Fredericksburg. Yeah, so I'll be three hours away, and I'm five. I'm. I'm less than an I'm like an I I checked it one time. I am like an hour from uh from M&T Bank Stadium. If that. So Yeah. We could very well be in the building for that one. So uh come uh come week 5 you'd get a uh you get a recap of Monday Night Football from the building it happened in. Yes, we. Yes, you would. Also, however, that week is also Buffalo at Kansas City on Sunday Night Football, and holy crap, I can't wait for that game. That's gonna be that's gonna be an absolute banger of a game. Like Bills at Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. That's gonna be incredible. The other the other games Sorry. that week are. Meh. Dolphins. Cleveland at Cleveland at Los Angeles could be good. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, because that could be a uh, that's a Baker Mayfield just versus uh, Justin Herbert match. Los Angeles at Seattle could also be good. Yeah, uh, Dolphins versus Bucks. One of the one of the early games on Sunday that could be a decent one. Uh, Outside of that, that's about it. Yeah, one of the one of the London games is that week. The Jets Falcons London game is that week. San Francisco, Arizona could be good too. Yeah, depend- anytime that division faces each other, it's gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> this coming season, like a healthy 49ers team, like that's gonna be that division is gonna be must watch this year, no matter what the matchup is. Oh, absolutely. Anytime two NFC West teams end up playing each other next season, that's gonna be that's gonna be absolutely must watch. 
I have a quick side note. I'm sorry, this is gonna be a rabbit trail. But I'm sitting here, I have the schedule up, and I'm looking at the at the ticket prices. You know how much a ticket to that game is for the, the London game? How much? Hotspur Stadium in London. Tickets as low as seven hundred and forty seven dollars. Excuse me, what? <laughs> $747 is the cheapest ticket. Why would... That's the... Is that the Jets-Falcons game? Yes, in London. Why would anyone pay that much money to see the Jets and the Falcons? <laughs> there's, one other, there's another team... There's another game on here that their ticket prices are ridiculous, and I'm going to get to that. This is the rest of the week. 92, 73, 120, 113, 56, 77, 49, 72, 87, 66, 70, 160, which is the Buffalo Kansas City game. So like Okay, that's sense. fine. That's that's a potential AFC championship game preview. Indianapolis at Baltimore 69. And then Los Angeles at Seattle's 166. That's kind of fair, right? Yeah. Cause that's a that's a divisional game that's gonna have massive impact on the state of the NFC. Chicago and Va Las Vegas. $503. Is that game... Please tell... Is that game in Vegas? In Vegas. Okay. That's a little bit better, but not much. Why... Is is every Raiders game that expensive? Let's... Let's find, I'm going to look. Let's find out. I'm going to check week three, because I, I don't think the Raiders week ever... Week one. Raiders home game Monday night football against Baltimore eight hundred and thirty eight dollars. Okay, I think that's um, I think you're paying the Lamar Jackson premium on that one, but Vegas is at Pittsburgh the next week. Week three four hundred and eight Miami at Las Vegas. Why is Miami at Las Vegas cheaper than the Bears at Las Vegas? I I don't understand. <laughs> What is with the ticket prices at the Death Star? Why are they so high? I'm, I'm, I'm checking something. Hang on. Let, let's just find... Because Carrie Underwood's about to start a residency in Vegas. Let's see how much her... Philadelphia at Las Vegas. $497. Oh my god. Let's see. Carrie Underwood's about to start a residency in Vegas. It doesn't say... Kansas City at Vegas. $561. That's still cheaper than the Bears. No, Bears is $507. Okay, oh. This is the lowest I've seen for them. $346 for Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Sorry, we're on a rabbit trail. We're going to wrap this up in just a second. We apologize, but this is ridiculous. I mean, I know there's a club in the end zone, but you can get into some of the nicest clubs in Vegas for a lot cheaper than 300 bucks. Like Washington at Las Vegas, 336 bucks. Why? There's so much more you could do in Vegas for that much money. Okay, by comparison, Kansas Las Vegas at Kansas City is one hundred twenty-four dollars. 
That makes absolutely no sense. That makes, that literally makes no sense at all. Denver at Las Vegas, $346. I I don't understand this. Why are their tickets so expensive? There's no way Golden Knights tickets are that expensive. Chargers at Las Vegas, week 18, $351. Those are, guys, these are the cheapest prices, but that's the cheapest ticket. That is, okay. the, that is the get-in-the-door price. By comparison, in Buffalo, New York at Buffalo, the last week last week of the season is $38 for the cheapest ticket. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily want to sit outside in Buffalo. It's Bills Mafia. <laughs> yeah, like they're not human. The next closest price for that week is $143. I'm guessing that's an actually good team. Kansas City at Denver. So yeah, an actually good team with a fan base that travels that doesn't have to travel all that far either. I just yeah. anyway, sorry. We're, we're that was that trail. was a rabbit trail, but that deserved to be made fun of. That was ridiculous. Like, draft post quick post draft stuff. To get off of the rabbit trail. Yeah. We apologize. Uh, Jets are screwed. Yes. Jets are, Jets are absolutely screwed. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to go host Jeopardy. I expect. Packers are done. I, I expect an announcement of Aaron Rodgers retirement within the next couple weeks. Because that team is a complete dumpster fire. Um. Buffalo might have gotten the steal of the draft, Gregory Rousseau, which we talked uh, about that. Oh, yeah. Last time. Rousseau is. I don't know how Rousseau fell that far, but. He's, Minnesota has their quarterback of the future. I guarantee you, Kellen Mond is starting either by the end of this year or next season. And oh, I'm not afraid to say that. Oh, yeah. He's he's good enough that he can he can take over in, in Minnesota. New England does not have their quarterback, mark my words. No. Like, New Orleans oh, trusts Jameis Winston. Yeah, I mean, he finally got his eyes fixed, so... Uh, uh, and the Giants still suck at drafting. That's what yeah. we got. Yeah. <laughs> Giants are so bad. I, I could not be a Giants fan and just be that terrible at the process oh. of the draft. And Tampa has their quarterback of the future. Yeah, which is insane that they're going to go from Tom Brady to another ridiculously good quarterback immediately after. Like, they're... They're not going to have, like, they're going to drop off a little bit, but he's going to be mentored by Tom freaking Brady for a couple of years. His footwork is one of Kyle Trask's biggest issues. Well, what is Tom Brady's best thing? His footwork. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, like, Kyle Trask is just going to learn every skill he needs from Tom Brady, and then Tom's going to ride off into the sunset. After he beats a second generation of the Manning family, the third, the three, th these are the three things Kyle Trask has had against him, right? Arm strength. Brady has never had a good arm. <laughs> now, athleticism. N enough said. Tom and Brady is not work. athletic. 
and footwork. There is no better mentor for Kyle Trask than Tom freaking Brady. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Tampa. You did something right. The fact that the Buccaneers are going to be good for at least decent for like the next 10 years is just so ridiculous to me. Yeah. <coughs> Cuz they're still going to be really good this year. I I I still genuinely believe Tom Brady wants to beat a second generation of the Manning family if he can. It's going to be tough because Arch is still in high school. So, uh, it's going to be a little tough, but I know he's going to try. Yeah. If, if he can actually beat a third member of the Manning family, <laughs> be like, what the frick? It's like, oh, okay, we get it. You're, you're just better than the Mannings. But we, uh, except for Eli, except for Eli, we, <laughs> we went down the Raiders rabbit trail. Now there's a story of another team that currently calls Oakland home that may not be doing so for much longer. Oakland athletics, the Oakland days, get them out. So I, uh, get them out, get them out. They yeah, because them. the city of Oakland has bigger problems to deal with than, you know, building a new stadium for the A's. But at the same time, the A's cannot, if, like, I know they want to stay loyal to Oakland, but if Oakland can't provide for them, which they can't, they need to get the heck out. Go to go send them back to Montreal, please. Well, uh, Olympic Stadium is a little um build a new one. I mean, Montreal could probably build a new stadium a lot quicker than Oakland could. <laughs> but I feel like they'd have to they'd have to use Olympic Park at least for at least for a little bit. And that place is a that place is a death trap. <laughs> that, mean, my that, team still plays in Fenway. That's true. And Tampa still plays in whatever their thing is. Oh god, that that the the trap needs to just be demolished. Yeah, move move the Rays to Nashville, move the Athletics to Montreal. Like boom. Also, get this expansion talk crap out of here. Yeah, no. No, no. We need to get if anything, we need to get rid of two teams. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> get rid of Oakland and get rid of Tampa. Done. Problem solved. Just because the NHL expanded to 32 and the NFL has been for a while now doesn't mean you have to, MLB. There isn't enough talent for 30 teams. There's certainly not enough for 32. If we went back down to 28, revenue would go up. 
first of all. Yeah. And the, the problem with the revenue problem in baseball is there is to, there isn't enough talent to go throughout all of the teams, so all of not all of the teams are being watched. Yep. That's your problem. Our problem isn't, oh, we need more teams to create more revenue. No, you need to get rid of more teams to to create more revenue. Yeah, because if you contract the A's and the Rays, boom, dispersal draft. Or honestly, I, I say contract the Marlins because the owners clearly can't afford to run that team. Well, yes, but... Like, the a the Rays are cheap on purpose. Yeah. The Marlins are cheap because their owners aren't don't have enough money to pay the contracts. You should have never been allowed to buy that team. But, oh, Derek Jeter. God. Yeah, the A's, honestly... Don't even relocate them. Just, just get, rid, get of rid of them. Yeah, I know. I know Montreal wants a team back, and I know Nashville desperately wants a team. You better keep your dirty Tennessee hands off the Orioles, by the way. That that is not the only problem in baseball right now, though. Oh, we yeah. have a hitting problem. There's a hitting problem. There's been what. There have been, what, four no-hitters already this season? Yeah, yeah. Two of them in the same week? We have a problem. And two of them so far this season against the same team? Again, talent dispersal. There isn't enough. Yeah. Like, there's enough talent for the NFL to sustain 32. There's shockingly enough talent for the NHL to sustain 32. There's enough talent for the NBA to sustain 30. There is not enough for baseball to sustain 30. No, it, there, there's not. Now, as we say this, a team that we didn't think had the talent to be very good is currently ha currently has the best record in the majors. We're looking at you, San Francisco. Yeah. How? 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 Hold on. Let me read you this roster. I've done this before on this show, and I don't care. I'm going to do it again. This is their roster. Kurt Casale. Buster Posey. Brandon Belt. Brandon Crawford. Mauricio Dubon. Wilmer Flores. Evan Longoria. Darren Ruff. Steven Duggar, Austin Slater, Mike Talkman, Lamonte Wade Jr., Mike Yastrzemski. <sighs> Those are the position players. I mean, Buster Posey is still, like, Buster Posey's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, he at least has a chance to. Got multiple World Series rings to his name. But he's well into the back half of his career. 
Their starting rotation is Johnny Cueto at 35, Anthony DeSclafani, Kevin Gossman, Logan Webb, and Alex Wood. Oh, man, that's bad. How in the world is that team 22 and 14? The baseball gods have smiled upon them. Uh, what was, what, what was the old saying? Uh, I think. Well, the old saying has now been reversed. In an e- in in an odd numbered year, the Giants suck. In an even numbered year, they'll make you suck it with the exact same roster. I think. Uh, How is that team leading a division with the Padres and the Dodgers? The the old saying has been flipped on its head. Now I, it's. Now it's in an even-numbered year, the Giants suck. In an odd-numbered year, the Giants are going to make you suck it. I mean, that can't hold, can it? There's no way that's going to hold in that division. Because they're going to have to play the Padres and the Dodgers. A lot. man. The Dodgers have looked bad. Yeah. Oh, the the Dodgers have not been great recently. What was it since that? Uh, since that one tweet where they were like on pace to go one hundred and forty and twenty two. Yeah, it's like they were like they were like five and fifteen since that tweet. Mm-hmm. Now they're at now they're at seventeen losses. Yeah. And I just got to say, I, this is going to be my uh, my homer showing a little bit here. Shout out to the Orioles for being 16 and 21. Proud of them. I didn't expect them to be only five games under 500, five and a half back in the division. Now, but get who's first place. 16 and 21 is good for dead last in the AL East, but hey. Guess who's in first place. I mean, better them than the Yankees. That's true. Better I mean, the Yankees than, only one game out, but yeah, I mean the, the Yankees are one game out, but still better, better the Red Sox than the Yankees. I'd I'd much rather, I, I'd much rather have uh, I'd much rather have the Red Sox in first place than uh, than the Yankees because Yankees fans are the actual worst. There's a certain group of Red Sox fans who are terrible. I am not one of them. No. Like you're not one of the people who would throw, who would say racist stuff to Adam Jones when he was out in center field. I'm the Red Sox fans, a Red Sox fan who would beat the people who say racist stuff to Adam Jones. Yeah, or the guys on Twitter who say that Trey Mancini should have died of cancer. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's not you. That, but that's anyway, the, that's the people actually from Boston. I think baseball's run its course. Oh yeah. Like we have like it's uh it's been an interesting season so far. It's only going to get weirder from here, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Like it's May. We got a lot more weirdness to get through, especially with this stupid runner on second thing. Let's not get into that. The the runner on second thing is going to ruin baseball. But we we've talked about that before. Yes, we have. At length. Yep. But, uh, 
let's uh, let's switch it up and dive headfirst into Major Three of let's go. the Call of Duty League. the The first set of games are in progress as uh, as we are recording this. As of right now, the Gorillas are up two one on the Seattle Surge. And the London Royal Ravens have already eliminated Paris Legion after a match that was way closer than it should have been. Yeah. Like, the fact that Paris won search and then Control had to go to a round five has me worried about my hopes for London and their ability to make an elimination bracket run. Oh, they have none. I thought they did. I thought they had a chance. But uh, their next match is against Minnesota. Baba, they aren't beating Minnesota if they play like they did against Paris. Oh, Baba, they're done. There is no way they're they're beating Minnesota. Minnesota's just too good. Correct. Baba. The other. <laughs> The other two games that uh, will be over by the time you listen to this, but are coming later today, Dallas Empire versus Atlanta phase, which just feels wrong that, that like, oh, okay. And winner of that gets Toronto ultra. I feel so bad for Toronto. Toronto got shafted. Toronto went five and one. No, no, no. They went 15 and one in maps. Yeah, they went five they and lost one map. They lose one map, and it's like, oh, in the major, your first match is either against Dallas or Atlanta. Have meanwhile, fun. Meanwhile, New York gets to play Florida or the Thieves. Like, yeah, I mean, the Thieves are much better with Hook, but like, they're, they're still not as good as either Dallas or Atlanta. No. I mean, Dallas has looked. Dallas got their crap together towards the end of like the regular season portion of stage three. Yeah, with um, with Philo and his terrifying eyes. His his headshot, like that man, needs a new headshot because he looks scary. Yeah, I'm not, we are not we are not going to repeat our conversation about the no. of Dallas Empire. No. <laughs> we are not repeating that. No. But, but it But like the fact that like and Philo's the thumbnail for today's uh today's broadcast. It's uh it's Philo and Celium are the uh are the thumbnail. Looking into my soul. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so terrifying. Anyway, but they Dallas seems to have gotten their crap together, but I still think the decision to bench Hook was the not correct one. Oh, absolutely not. But speaking of a team that's got to get their crap together, Optic. What what is going on with Optic, bro? I, I don't mean, I, I don't I have know. My I, I saved this specifically for this show because I yeah. wanted. You, you I, told me a little bit of it, but I, let's get this straight. It's not talent. 
No. It's not talent. Okay. They have, outside of FaZe, they probably have the most sheer talent of any roster in the CDL. Oh, yeah. But it, I, I don't even think it's that. I don't, honestly, I don't even think it's that close. Phase phase is number one, period. Yeah, phase that is, is not close. Yeah, phase, big drop, optic, big drop, everybody else. Yeah. It, so let's get that let's get that out of the way. Talent is not optics issue. Optic does not need to bench anyone. No. And we're saying this as Envoy comes off of literally the worst series by any single player in the history of the CDL. Yes. But that's not, again, that's not the issue. First of all, that series was played on Atlanta servers, and whoever the ref is needs to be fired. Yeah. Who allowed that to happen. But. The fact that the fact that Atlanta was playing on, like, nine ping. They were on nine, and Optic was on 33. And if you're not a gamer, you're probably sitting there like, oh, that doesn't seem that bad. No, that's everything. That's That's a massive difference. That is the difference between a bullet. Like, if if you start a gunfight, you have to start it two milliseconds ahead of your team, uh, uh, whoever you're fighting, versus like one millisecond. Yeah. Which again doesn't sound like a lot. But that that's everything. But that's a lot. That yeah. So like that's... talent is not their issue. No. Here is their issue, and 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 one of the I don't remember who it was, but I was listening to some of the guys talk about it. And early in the season, when they made the switch from RCGs to Dashy, somebody said this. They said either Scumper or uh, Formal is going to have to step up as a leader, and you're not making the switch from RCGs to Dashy to play conservative. Yeah. And they're playing conservative. No, and with... With, like, the aggro pusher himself, Scump. Like, Scump is one of the most aggro players in all of Call of Duty, and he has been his entire career, and that's what, that's what like, made him who he is. Like that was that was always the that was always the optic formula. It was yeah. It was usually like Scump would be the aggro guy, Formal would be the anchor, and originally it was Nade Shot would kind of play would kind of play the in between. Yeah. Like there's always there's always been Scump the pusher, Formal the anchor, and another guy playing in between. Yeah, and they have that with this team. But the problem is they don't I, I was watching the VOD again and that entire match lasted 40 minutes, so it's a pretty short VOD. Yeah. It was not and was not long. They started out being the be- the best team in both with KD wise, both hardpoint and control, and like sixth in search. Yeah. They over and then they overreacted. And now they're like one of the top search teams. But they can't do jack in control and hardpoint. Yeah. And the 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 problem is a lot of it is there's not really a defined leader on the team. No. Last year, last year it the was I- last year the IGL was Arsenies for the Chicago Huntsman. Yeah. Like Arsenies was very clearly the IGL. He was doing all the shot calling. 
and, that, and that allowed that allowed Scump to push and snipers weren't GA'd in MW, so formal could and you had a five man roster, so you could afford to have a sniper out there. Formal would just Formal would just hang back with his sniper rifle and just pick people off. And people are like, oh, Formal's gotta step up as a leader, blah 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 blah. I personally don't think Formal has the voice for it. No. It's gotta be scump. No. It has to be scump. Because every 100%. every time they go to a listen-in on Optics Comms. You don't hear formal much. You don't you barely hear but formal. You hear scump. You hear you definitely hear scump. Like that man, that man well, one, he has a very distinctive voice, so it's easy to pick Absolutely. him out. But like you you hear scump. Even watching the uh hex hex quarters podcast scump does the most talking it's scump and envoy yeah who talk the most those two i one of them and i again i still think it has to be scump but it has to be one of those two has to step up and lead instead of relying on that pure talent yeah and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to rely on their pure skill and their pure talent and that that you'll beat teams like like the bottom tier teams you, easily you'll you'll beat surge playing like that but you're not going to beat minnesota or new york or toronto or the thieves like you're not going to beat those guys no because like i think i think new york has finally found their center and toronto same no, no 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 clay is back yeah clay is that, back to being clay. <laughs> clay is back to being clay and he he is the center he's the igl like yeah i think and, and I think LA has finally found the right comp once they get the chemistry right. Like, same thing. And Toronto's Toronto. Toronto's Toronto. Like, apparently, sensitivity training is just the secret to unlocking Call of Duty skill. Or if you're a band, it's just meditation. <laughs> just, just meditate. <laughs> or, and- uh,. Or, or accidentally call some, someone the, the C-word on Twitter and have to go to sensitivity training. <laughs> it, it's still hilarious because that was when they turned it around, was after Insight had to go to sensitivity training. And, no, no, no. They turned it around because Bance found his passion again. Yeah. Like, that's what, Bant- ac- that's what actually happened. But the... Yeah. The, the sensitivity training meme is funny. Bance. Ban, uh, they, they revealed this during Major 2. Bance revealed this during Major 2. Um, after Major 1 or after, I don't remember, uh, one of the home series, everyone was posting on Twitter that Bance needs to bench himself. And Bance texted his wife saying, it might be time to hang it up. Yeah. He texted during a series. He texted her that. He texted her wife, his wife saying, I don't know if I've got it. I need to hang it up. And then Major 2 happened. And then, yeah, Major 2 happened. And um, yeah, they did a thing. Yeah, homie still got it. They They went and did a thing. And they, you know, beat who was previously considered to beat the unbeatable giants the unkillable giants of of call of duty and i i i I think that series showed everyone else how to beat phase yeah 
is do do the John Mulaney and throw them off their rhythm. That's all you got to do. You, you just got to throw them off early. If you do not uh, mark 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 what I'm saying, and you can quote me on this. If you do not throw Phase off early, you're done. Yeah, you're period. Like if you don't throw them off in like either just map one, the first hard point, or in the early rounds of of search, you're done. You're screwed. Like because they're gonna build momentum on search, and then they're just gonna kick the crap out of you on control. And once Simp and Obesi get that confidence, you're you're, you're done. You're screwed. It's it's like LeBron and D Wade. Yeah. Like they will push you, they will kill you, and then they will they shoot will your bodies. And, and then, then they will do it again. <laughs> and then they'll just do it all over again. So I, and the thing is is Optic has the talent to compete with FaZe and Toronto. All of these guys. All of them. But they just they don't play together. They try to rely on the on their talent. And they, you can't do that. Their their communi- their communication definitely needs work too, because when you when you hear their listen-ins, it's just incoherent shouting. Yeah. Like, how do you pick out anything from those comms? As this as of this moment, Seattle Surge has been eliminated. Okay. That does not surprise me at all. That, Seventh straight match loss for Seattle. That that team is that team is an absolute mess. Uh Aquilini Group needs to get the heck out of esports because they don't know what they're doing. And yeah, that that team is a uh, that that team is a disaster. <laughs> that that team so, is that team is a complete and utter disaster. I Optic just also Optic just makes stupid little mistakes that you can see. Yeah. They they I don't know what they gotta do. They gotta get another coach in there. I don't know. And they gotta let Dashy do dashy things. Yes. They need because, to let they need to let him play his game. Because when they were, he was leading the CDL and K- KD. Yes. Through through stage two, he was leading the CDL and KD. And then stage three happened. Uh, he's like fifth or sixth to know. Yeah. And I think uh I don't know I don't know how much because there are there are rumors circulating. I don't know how much it would directly affect them because I think they would all kind of see this coming. There are rumors circulating that that Hector does want to um sell his shares of of NRG mm-hmm. and just take and just keep everything that is optic, everything that's part of the optic IP. So the CDL franchise, all the optic name and branding and all that other stuff. And just, just keep that and sell everything else that is NRG back to, back to Andy Miller or to someone else and revive optic as its own separate org again. And those, those rumors have been circulating for a couple, couple weeks now. I don't know how much that would affect the players, but that could also be a thing. I mean, the players would probably go with Hector. Honestly. Oh, yeah, the players would 100% go with Hector, especially Scump and Formal. Like, <clears throat> I don't see, I don't see Scump going, like, even after he retires, I don't see Scump going anywhere other than... He would probably be a coach, or 
like he would just stay as a, a content creator with either Optic or he'd sign with 100 Thieves. Like there's nowhere else he's going. Like yeah. if he's leaving Hector, he's joining up with Nate Shot. Like he's not going yeah. anywhere else. Absolutely. Like I could not see that man joining anything to do with Envy. Him and Hastro would kill each other. It would be hilarious so, to watch, but it, it would not be a good move for him. So going into this tournament three, power rankings real quick. Yeah. Before we wrap up, well, this part of the show. Yeah. Obviously, s- bottom two are Surge and Legion. Yeah. That was never going to change. Yeah. It was always going to be, it was going to be them anyway. But uh, that has been proven to be correct now that they've been eliminated. And then LAG. And then London. Yes. And this is where I'm probably going to get shot by the entire community. As of this moment, I think that Optic is number seven. Is the seventh is number seven. Dang. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. I'd say it's between them and Florida, maybe. I just, they're, they're, they. Because the four teams that have already played are definitively the bottom four. Yes. I I just, I, after the way they played against FaZe, their, that hard point game, that in like 250, like 101, easily could have been 250 to like 20. Oh, yeah. If it were not for two plays. Yeah, like they got very lucky there. And then I think next is Florida. Yeah. I, and then I, Minnesota. I might switch them. I might have Florida 7, Optic 6. But, yeah. Minnesota... And then I simply off of reputation right now, and because you still got to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, especially since now they're playing together. I think LA Thieves is next. Yeah. And then Dallas. And then New York phase Toronto. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think that's about right. So Toronto and phase with maybe New York thrown in, definitely the top three favorites to win this thing. Oh, absolutely. Not even close. Like, <laughs> Thieves have an outside shot to make a run if if uh, Hook the Nuke shows up. But that's that's about it. I, I don't think Dallas has it right now. They don't have the chemistry with this current iteration of their roster. They They just don't, like, not yet. <laughs> I think by by the stage four major, they could. Absolutely. But stage three major is not going to be theirs. I think I think they'll lose to Atlanta. And then God only knows what happens from there. Correct. But yeah, that's what we got for uh Hashtag it- We the North. Yeah, I know you're I know you're pulling for Toronto. I'm I'm pulling for uh I'm pulling for my thieves. I don't I don't think they're gonna win it, but I would love to be proven wrong. I I still think it's probably gonna be 
Toronto, New York, or Atlanta, but I I would love to be proven wrong. So LA Thieves, go do the thing, please. Oh. <laughs> they're they're probably not going to. But uh that's what we got for uh for this first half-ish of the show. Up next, uh I'll uh do a little bit of my reactions to the group stage of uh, MSI and then uh, wrap up the show. That's all coming up next here on the mashup. All right. Welcome back to the mashup. And it is one of my favorite times on the league of legends calendar MSI, because honestly, I feel like North America's hopes at MSI are higher than they are at worlds just because there's less teams at MSI. There's less teams from the other big four regions who get in our way at MSI. Like RNG is, uh, is probably just going to stomp everyone. Their, their first game is against Damwon Kia. Depending on when you listen to this, that game could already be over. Um, I think RNG is probably going to win that game. They probably are going to beat Cloud9. But Cloud9 can still absolutely get out of the Rumble stage. I think Cloud9 can still absolutely get out of the Rumble stage because, I mean, League of Legends has kind of finally found parity, but at the same time, not really. Like, there's some level of parity within China, China, Korea, and Europe. And then NA is, can kind of throw their weight around with the rest of the big four a little bit. And then the, the lower level regions, like the ones that are, the ones that are actually good. Like, like Pentanet may be able to do some damage. PSG, same thing, but I still think uh, the Rumble stage is, is going to end up pretty chalk and it's going to be the uh, the big four. Maybe not. Maybe, ah, I, I don't know because Damwon is vulnerable. Like, they had a couple scares against uh, DFM, against uh, Detonation Focus Me, much like Cloud9 did. They straight up lost to Cloud9. DFM did beat Cloud9. So, like, Transitive Property of League of Legends says they are probably capable of beating Damwon Kia on a bad day if they play really well. So, like, despite the fact that they're reigning world champions, right now... RNG is the favorite to win this thing. Cause I mean, look at the standings. They were, they were eight. No, in, uh, in the first round, <coughs> they were, they were eight. No, in the first round, they, uh, they, they took care of business against, uh, Pentanet and, uh, unicorns of love. Their only wins were against each other. And they they just couldn't. Mad Lions, 
I crapped on them. I said they fluked their way to a European championship, but they're five and one coming out of group B. So honestly, they could do some damage. Like I, I crapped on them. A lot of people crapped on them, said it was just a fluke, but they've been playing really well. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Mad Lions, uh, maybe Mad Lions can do it. Like I said, I still think we're looking at a big four finish here coming out, like coming into knockouts. I think you get, I think you get the big four and only the big four. PSG might pull something off, but it's going to be tough. I don't think, I think Pentanet benefited from a weaker group that only had three teams in it. I think, uh, I think if the VCS champion Gam, who is now NRG, by the way, uh, who, who is going to rebrand as NRG for the summer, that that's a big story. NRG is, uh, is kicking up and NRG has re-entered League of Legends by buying the Gam Esports roster of the VCS. That, that content's going to be interesting because I'm, guessing English is not those guys first language. I would assume it's probably Vietnamese and then Chinese or Japanese is probably their second. So that that's going to be interesting, but they're probably going to churn out a lot of Vietnamese content because NRG um, NRG knows content is King. But if, if Gam Esports was able to leave the country and go to Iceland for MSI, I think they honestly would have finished second in group A. I think they would have been able to maybe take a game off of RNG and that given Pentanet and Unicorns of Love's performances, that probably would have been enough to, uh, to finish second in group A. So uh, Pentanet benefited from, from Gam not being able to, uh, to leave the country and go to Iceland for, for MSI. Maybe PSG Talon could pull something off. I I could see a world where maybe cloud nine disappoints and PSG Talon gets that fourth spot because I mean, it's NA it's perks. It's Fen. It's cloud nine. AKA choke nine in overwatch. C nining is literally a slang term for choking. Like it's uh there's a lot going against cloud nine in this one, but they broke the week two at an international tournament and a curse. They went three and O in, in week two. So, Maybe they've finally broken NA's international curse and are going to win the dang thing. God, if, if Cloud9 won MSI, I would lose it. Like, they're not even my team. I'm a 100 Thieves fan. But if Cloud9 won MSI, I would absolutely lose my mind. Like, when is... That game is... That game is when? That game is... Uh... That game is a week from Sunday at 9 a.m. If... If Cloud9 actually wins that, I would straight up lose my mind. 
Heck, if they... Because, honestly, like, if they do get out, they're going to have to play RNG in the first round. Because RNG is going to get their pick. And RNG is definitely not picking Mad Lions. Unless... Unless Mad Lions finishes second, which... They could very well do with how vulnerable uh, Dom one is. Like, it's such a toss-up. Knockouts are such a toss-up. As far as, I would say as far as the seeding goes. I think it's five teams competing for four spots. And those four spots outside of RNG finishing first can go in any order. Like, RNG is going to finish first. And then second could be... Like, second through fifth could be any combination of Cloud9, PSG, Mad Lions, and Dom1. Like, second through fifth could be literally any combination of those four teams in any order, as far as I'm concerned. Pentanet, they're not going to do a thing. They, like I said, they benefited from the a very top-heavy group. And they only got in because of a, uh, a tiebreaker win. Over Unicorns of Love. So, Pentanet, I'm sorry. You guys are finishing sixth in the Rumble. Fifth. Fifth all the way up to second. That could be anybody. And RNG's finishing first. So, uh, the next couple days of League of Legends are going to get real weird. And uh, I'm excited for it. And... The time difference with Iceland is not nearly as oppressive as the time difference with China like it was for Worlds last year and uh, will be again for Worlds later this year. So uh, hope you're all prepared for that in November because that's going to suck. But hey, until then, for my fellow Americans, enjoy enjoy this very kind time difference with uh, with Iceland. Let's see. Uh, what what is the actual time difference? Eastern, Eastern time difference from Iceland. Iceland is only four hours ahead. So uh, yeah, Iceland is only four hours ahead. That actually makes sense because uh, that means the first game would start at one in the afternoon. That. That definitely makes sense. And then the last game would start at six-ish. So yeah, that that makes sense. But uh, enjoy it while it lasts because we're also going to get in for Valorant at uh, at the end of the month. Hopefully, hopefully Valorant Worlds might be in NA because we're, we're honestly the best region in Valorant right now. We should host the first world championship. And... I don't think China's even in it, so they're out as a possibility. Yay. But, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy this friendly time difference while it lasts for the next month because uh, Worlds at the end of the year is going to suck. But, yeah, I, I honestly have no clue what's what's going to happen in those second through fifth positions. It could be, like I said, it could be absolutely any combination of those four teams. Let me know what you guys think on Twitter at real Patterson 50 at mashup underscore pod. Join the discord. If you want to come, uh, if you want to come talk MSI or anything else with me there, 
Link will be in the description. And link to uh, my stream and John's stream will both be in the description as well. If you want to come hang out with us on Twitch while we, uh, while he carries my sorry ass in Call of Duty. But uh, good to be back. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoy your weekend. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. See you then.